in a universe where life does not end at death, we explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Theodian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. Last week, I dove into Core Command and their exploits over the 16 millennia the Core has been around. For this entry, I'll be continuing on with the military insurgency that grew out of the Core Reset and its leader that once served as a commander in Core Command. Before we get started, be sure to check out the Counter Command Codex entry at arthadianthologies.com slash post slash counter command. Now, let's dive in. The spread of information can be difficult to make sense of. You never truly know what is true, and what is only there to damage the actual truth. From this realization, those who are skeptical enough to discern a conspiracy from the truth are those who can manage their surroundings without falling down a rabbit hole. However, what happens to those who take conspiracies to heart? And I do not mean insane conspiracies. I mean those that follow close to the truth. It seems ideas such as the one I'm about to focus on are popular because it goes against the authority of those in power. And why not? Isn't it good to be skeptical of those who only seek to use you for their own gains? For Ecolo Tyke, he felt he needed to take it upon himself to do what he felt was right. Whether or not it was the truth that he believed in, corruption had found its way into the heart of authority. After the reset occurred and the pillars were finally able to adapt to the change, history was taught, particularly about the reset, to the new generations who did not experience the fragmentation. Eklo was born at the end of this new generation, in cycle 46. His father was an operative in Corps Command while his mother was a practicing archivist. Ecolo looked up to those in command, believing them to be the bravest of them all. Everent Tyke, Ecolo's father, was a part of Branch 3 until he got transferred over to the fleet titan Eviscerol. Everent served in Admiral Volton's armada for eight cycles until one mark. He showed up at the doorstep of his own home. Banging from the door came in the middle of the night as Ecolo woke from a loud rumble above his room. He heard the voice of his mother squeal as a few objects shattered in the other room. Jumping out of bed, Ecolo saw his mother dragging his father over to the couch, blood staining the floor as Everett tried lifting himself up. Misa, I have to get you and Ek out of here now. It's not safe. What? I don't understand. What happened? Ecolo's mother hesitated. We don't have time for this, Misuna. Grab Ekolo and take him. Everent shoved a coordinate disc into Misuna's hands. The colony there will be safe. Command will not come after you. What are you talking about? I'm not leaving you. Misuna cried out as suddenly three loud blasts erupted from outside their house. Breathing rapidly, Everent struggled to his feet. Ekolo! He yelled as he stared directly at his son. Take your mother and go. Be brave and protect her. Hearing this, Ecolo's mother pleaded with Everent to explain what was going on. But Ecolo heard his father and felt his command drown everything else out except for getting him and his mother out of there. Yanking on his mother's hand, Ecolo pulled her away from his father 
as he watched him pull out two fire grenades. Eglo then picked up the pace, escorting his mother out the secret exit, hearing more banging on the front door. Tyke, we know you're in there. Come out now and we will show you and your family mercy. A booming voice shook the walls as Eklo guided his mother down a hatch in his father's study. Eklo knew as soon as he got out, an explosion would destroy his home. That there was no turning back. At the end of that night, Eklo found himself fleeing the harborer with his mother, heading to a command colony on the outskirts of Otonic. The two of them were taken in by a small village on the planet known as Caius. Over the course of four cycles, Eklo learned from the people of Caius that his father helped them expand their agriculture. He also learned that his father was looking into the command officials and that's when he told the village chief he had to find his family and get them to safety. This information added more pieces to the puzzle but did not generate the full picture for Eklo. Therefore, he felt the only way to figure out what happened to his father was to join Corps Command. By Cycle 62, Eklo began his training at the CAA in Orbital 3 of the Runa Corps. It was there that he began to admire the Hearts of Glory in their campaign to bring about the Command Colonies. He also learned over the course of four arrays all about the reset from the perspective of Corps Command. For them, it was a chance to make changes to the way they used to operate. In a way, Corps Command had a lot to gain from the devastation caused by the reset. The expansion of the command colonies came out of it, therefore Ekolo felt he needed to learn more about the expansion and the hearts of glory. He began his reconnaissance on all those who worked alongside the famed elite squadron. He met with as many people on the Runicor that assisted them in their training. In the meantime, Eklo knew there was only one way to get close enough to the officials. He had to become a commander. By Cycle 66, Eklo became a full-fledged commander while also finding out that the only member reportedly alive from the Hearts of Glory was a science operative turned archivist, a core light. The rest of them were supposedly killed by a group of Carver raiders. Eklo felt there was something off about the whole story though, that if the raiders killed them, why was their vessel never tracked down, and why didn't Equorlite ever do anything to go after them? It was around Cycle 70 that Eklo began molding his own squadron to be skeptical of Corps Command officials. He made sure that his squad was on his side, but also that they would be the best soldiers they could be, to not raise any suspicion. Over the course of his time in Corps Command, Eklo's squadron became known as the Fist of Command, completing more missions than any other squadron throughout. He even got promoted to commanding a legion from Branch 2 for a time. This was around Cycle 88, when they had to free a world enslaved by a terraforming species known as the Negalus. And after a successful mission there, Eklo finally garnered the attention of one, Admiral Volten. It was in Cycle 89 that the Fist of Command was transferred to the Fleet Titan Evisceral, along with the Legion. Eklo commanded. The next six cycles Eklo spent serving under Volton was when he finally came to realize what he felt was the truth behind what his father figured out. As the rays passed, the Fists of Command were given a special directive from the commander. They were tasked to gather as much information about one Everent Tyke and the Hearts of Glory. This directive was a lot more difficult than any other mission they had, as it was an act of treason. 
Therefore, they weren't able to come across much information for almost an entire decade. That is, until a particular sin came into the picture, helping them recover the pieces of the puzzle they were looking for. Once they were given these pieces, things became clear for Ekelo. From the information gathered, he felt he had to do something to make the denizens of the Corps aware of the corruption within command. What they discovered was the following information. Admiral Volton, along with General Plutel and Grad Admiral Reeves, did something against command protocol before the reset. Then they scrapped the files after the surge occurred. Those files are somewhat detailed within the logs made by the officials a part of this conspiracy. From the logs, Volton explains how they've had Branch 5 working on advanced tech since around 30 cycles before the reset occurred. The logs also detail how they had to get rid of any of those who discovered this information as it could lead to the downfall of the pillars themselves. They also explain that the command colonies are used as resource extraction as well as a failsafe in case the pillars do end up falling from their own hubris. But the information that drove Ekla to the edge were the logs found of Archivist Akor. He was imprisoned by them, by the officials he swore allegiance to. And at the end of the logs, even through becoming a sage and having the mind of a Nugonian, his memory was wiped and was sent back to the Alliance to live out his marks as a faithful servant of the Pillars. The last log recorded was from Admiral Volton, explaining how they finally got their tech exactly how they wanted it. Instead of creating amnesia, they were able to pinpoint memories and tear them away. It was at this moment, Ekelo began his insurrection against Corps Command. He was able to get around 30 officers to back him up. They each went to command colonies they could trust, spreading the word about the information they had found, sowing great suspicion into Corps Command. Then Ekelo decided to come out with this information to the Runic Corps itself, beginning an uprising within Orbital 3 and becoming apprehended by Corps Command. He knew they wouldn't be able to use their tech on him once he came out as knowing about it, because if they did, it would only prove him right. His claim was that Corps Command caused the reset. And out of his claim, a movement emerged across Command Colonies to free Ekelo Tyke and take down the Pillars. I thank you for listening to this entry. I hope you enjoyed learning about Eklo and the emergence of Counter Command. Remember, you can learn a little bit more about them at arthadiananthologies.com post slash counter command. Next week, I'll be stepping away from this to bring you a recap of a Reborn in Power campaign I've been running. Then, the week after is the 40th entry. You know what that means. A Reborn in Power session will be taking place. Once again, if you'd like to support my work, there are a few ways you can donate. You can now check out subscribestar.com slash anthologies. For only $3 a month, you will gain access to future exclusive podcast entries and blog content that will deepen the knowledge you find here. You can also support this podcast through leaving a tip on Anchor. There should be a link in the description of this episode. But in the end, the best way you can support my work 
is through joining our ThadianAnthologies.com and sharing it with your friends for new ways to entertain themselves and immerse themselves. Until then, thank you again for your support. Be safe, stay safe, and if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power.